Good morning, Elizabeth Chapel Church family. Hope you're having a good week. Boy, this week to me has just flown by. I've really enjoyed these mornings that we've been able to spend together and I wish I could just come by everybody's house and visit with you. And, and I know that I've talked to several of our folks throughout the week and folks are so anxious to get back to church, so anxious to fellowship with each other and and I know God is going to bless us, and, and we believe that day is coming real, real soon when we can get together. Well, today, if you've got your Bibles with you there, turn to uh, John chapter 19. And we're going to begin in this scripture. I'm actually going to read beginning in verse 31 in just a moment. But we're looking at uh, two tremendous characters in the scripture. In fact, these two men, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus are probably my two favorite guys other than the disciples that Jesus had chosen. And the story that we see here today about the burial of Jesus is a powerful story. But before we get into the Word, let's just take a moment and pause for prayer. If you would join with me. Lord, thank you for the day that you've given us and we rejoice in it. We praise you, God. For your goodness. And I thank you, Lord, for the word that I was reading this morning in Psalm 25. What a great passage that is. And Lord, what an encouragement it is to us believers. And Lord, we thank you. Now bless our study together. Just speak to our hearts. Lord, we thank you so much for the week that you've given us. And our hearts now are getting prepared to celebrate the resurrection of your son on Easter. This coming Sunday, we honor and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, looking at verse 31 of John chapter 19. Therefore, because it was the preparation day, the bodies should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath. For that Sabbath was, is a high day. The, Jewish, the Jews asked Pilate uh, that uh, their legs might be broken that they might be taken away. Then the soldiers came and they broke the legs of the first thief and then they broke the legs of the, the other. But when they came to Jesus, verse 33, they saw that he was already dead and they did not break his legs. Now there is a powerful prophecy that we see in the book of Psalms that not one bone in his body would be broken. That's how we know that Jesus was the Son of God, prophesied to come into the world. Not one leg was broken. So there, there is a prophecy fulfilled. One of the soldiers pierced his side and immediately blood and water came out. There's another prophecy that's fulfilled from the book of Psalms in the Old Testament. For these scriptures were done that scripture might be fulfilled, not one of his bones be broken, and again, another scripture says, they looked upon him whom they pierced. So all through this 19th chapter, we're seeing all of these prophecies that are being fulfilled. Just little things, but they're mammoth in identifying Jesus as Messiah. Prophecies fulfilled. We come to verse 38, and now we're going to see Joseph, and we're going to see Nicodemus. Did you know that? That Joseph, when he takes Jesus' body off the tomb, 
off the cross and buries him in his tomb, there is another prophecy that's fulfilled. Isaiah the prophet said that Jesus would make his grave among the wicked and the rich. Well, there on the cross between two thieves, there are the wicked. And now when Joseph buries him in his tomb, there is the rich man. Because Joseph of Arimathea was, was a rich man. The Bible tells us that and we see that. And Jesus is placed in his tomb. A tomb where no one had ever laid. Uh, Matthew chapter 27 verse uh, 57 to 60 is another account of the burial in the tomb of Joseph. And that's good to compare both of those together. But now, now let's look at verse 38 for a moment. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, for fear of the Jews... Ask Pilate that he might take the body of Jesus. Now notice, notice these words for very closely for a moment. Joseph up until this time had been a secret follower of Jesus Christ. And now he's coming forth. Joseph was a member of that Sanhedrin court, that 70 member. In fact, Jesus had to come before that court when he was on trial and before the mob called out for him to be crucified. Well, Joseph was a part of that Sanhedrin. No longer now can he remain secret. He must be upfront and bold. And he comes to Pilate and says, Look, I'm too a follower of Jesus. I'm one of his disciples. I've trusted him. I want permission to take his body off the cross and place it in my tomb. Do you know what that shows us about God? The way that all of this happened with Joseph shows us and reminds us of God's faithfulness and God's trustworthiness. God was faithful, Isaiah prophesying hundreds and hundreds of years before that his body, the body of Jesus, would be placed in the tomb of a rich man is now fulfilled by Joseph. Joseph was trusting a God who was faithful. And here is God using Joseph now to fulfill this prophecy. And God certainly is trustworthy. He's trustworthy and faithful in your life and mine. And all of these things that we think are going on in our lives over the years that, that are very, very uh, unsettling to us, don't ever forget God's faithful in it. God's trustworthy. He's going to work in your life just as he did in the life of Joseph. This secret disciple steps forth. He takes the body of Jesus. He gets permission. But then notice verse 39. Another guy comes forward. Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds. Nicodemus was another secret follower of Jesus. We read about Nicodemus in John chapter number 3. Nicodemus came to Jesus at night. Somebody says, well, why did he come at night? 
Well, I remember Adrian Rogers used to talk about this and talk about Nicodemus. And he, would, he said, Nicodemus came at night because he was so busy during the day. Nicodemus came at night because he didn't want anybody else to know that he was investigating Jesus and had become a secret admirer and a secret follower. Did you know that a person can only be a secret Christian so long? And then it's just going to have to come out. That light that's shown in their heart is going to cause them to come out of that darkness and be exposed as a follower of Jesus Christ. That was old Nicodemus. I remember my brother that was a little bit older than me, Barry. I've told you a little bit about this story before. He's the guy that first got me on to this passage of Scripture back in the, in the early 70s when we started preaching. I remember Barry saying, you know, I was a Christian, but I was going to the University of Tennessee, and I wasn't sure any, everybody knew about it, but I began to tell some that I was a Christian. And one day they came, and they put a $100 bill on the table, and they took a can of beer and set it down on that $100 bill. And they said, Barry, if you'll drink that beer, we'll give you that $100 beer, $100 bill. He said, no, thank you. I'm leaving it alone. Because I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. That's sort of what we see in Nicodemus here. Nicodemus came forward and said to everyone, I too, like Joseph, am a follower of Jesus Christ. Friend, there are no secret disciples when we come to the end of the life of Jesus they're all coming forward. They're stepping forward. They're going to be more now after his resurrection. Remember, the disciples are all in hiding now. But here they come, these two men, acknowledging Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They take the body of Jesus off the cross. The Bible says they wrap him in some linens. They place him in a tomb. Matthew's gospel tells us that they put him in this new tomb of Joseph and then they roll the stone over the tomb. Now the tomb is secure and now we're waiting for the resurrection of Jesus Christ that's just going to come in just a few days. Aren't you excited and thankful that you have been saved, that you're a follower of Jesus let me encourage you in these next few days, in these next few weeks. If you've never been excited about your faith, if you've never spoken up about your faith, you've never shared your faith with other people, wouldn't this be a good time for you to just say, I want my friends to know, I want others to know that I too am a follower of Jesus. My life is going to count. He has brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light and I'm going to serve him and I'm going to live for him. This is a good time of the year to make your testimony strong for Christ. Well, that, that going, that's going to conclude our studies and it concludes our day, day five. These days have gone fast, haven't they? Let me encourage you this coming Sunday morning, celebrate Easter with your church. If it's here at Elizabeth Chapel, we'll be back at 10 o'clock Sunday morning with some great music and a message from God's Holy Word as we celebrate Easter together. 
If your church is some other church, tune in with them on Sunday and worship the Lord with your church, with your church family, as you celebrate the greatest day of the year, the day of the resurrection of Jesus. God bless you. Have a good rest of your weekend. See you on Sunday here in our church, 10 o'clock, online, not here, but online, as we worship the Lord together. God bless you.